1: Alright, hello everyone and welcome back to what used to be Crispy Sports Corner, actually in the little bit of a a rebranding stage, if you will, trying to come up with something clever. Uh, Now on iTunes as well, you can find that by searching Chris Platty. And so here, anyways, here to talk Game 7 is Noah Loffman, long time no see buddy, how you doing?
0: I'm doing well, Chris. It's an exciting time to be an NBA fan, as you know. Once again, thanks for having me.
1: Oh man, it is a pleasure and it is what a series it has been. Holy holy shit. I mean, look at where we were in game in game 4, after game 4 and now just man, it's it it's been a wild series, hasn't it?
0: It's it's been very wild and the the funniest part and I remember coming on this podcast and saying a series is never over and you know until the home team loses in the sense that let's look at the Warriors and the Cavs. The Warriors got up 2-0, two convincing wins. You had Colin Coward, who we love on Fox Sports, saying, it's over. You had all the first-take guys that everyone looks up to for some weird reason on ESPN say, it's over. And just countless pundits, experts, if you will, saying, it's over. I mean, I, I, where, and look where we are now. Game 7, 3-3, three to three. Uh, yes, it's at the Oracle, but it's not over, as those sportscasters wanted to put it. And it's just very funny, for lack of a better word, to see what a difference of a week makes in the NBA playoffs.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, no kidding. I mean, now it's it's really it's really. I mean, we'll we'll talk about this more. Obviously, it it really does feel like a toss up game, though, because it, like you can essentially throw everything out the window, everything we've seen in this entire series, and and you can just say it's one game. Whoever has the better game wins. I mean, it's it's that simple. Uh, no, give me your overall thoughts of Game Six, like. What, what were some things that stood out to you?
0: I'll give you a sentence to sum it all up. LeBron James is still the best player in the world, Chris.
1: Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I'm not going to argue.
0: <laughs> you, be- you, you better not, because you got no <laughs> argument if you want to try.
1: I don't know. I mean, Festus Azili is pretty good.
0: Anyways, I mean, what he did was incredible. And I always hate the guys who say, oh, that, that team played with more heart, or you can really tell he wants it. But you know what? I'm going to be that guy just this one time because it was really obvious if you watched that game, you know, and Game 5 for that matter, that you could just see it in LeBron's eyes. He, he is on a mission. He still is on a mission. And I think it all started with the whole Draymond Green fiasco in Game 4. Since then, his numbers back it up. His body language backs it up, and it is truly incredible. People thought, oh, LeBron's on the decline. He's not in his prime anymore. These past two games are two of the best games he's ever had. Stop talking if you're one of those guys who says, he's on the decline, he's not good anymore. No, this guy has a lot left in the tank, and like he said, he's playing until his family wants him to retire because he's a super superhuman, uh, and he, he has it in him to do it, and he's just that good. And I'm going to stop, you know, kissing his ass right now because it's getting a little <laughs> bit overboard. But you know how much I love this guy, and I want him to win and succeed so badly. And he's just impressing me night in and night out.
1: No, he really is. I mean, he had probably the greatest. I mean, I don't, I don't know, I, I, I don't know like the numbers of obviously every like great finals performance ever. But I mean, he has probably the best two game stretch of uh, performances in the finals like in history. I mean, he's playing, he's playing phenomenal. And the whole Curry versus LeBron thing, LeBron is better because, look, LeBron can dominate defensively, he can dominate offensively. The way he dominates offensively is much more consistent because, I mean, look, Curry's a great shooter, he's the greatest shooter ever, and I don't think anyone's ever going to argue that anymore. I think that's a foolish argument if you want to talk about foolish arguments. But, again, a shot just isn't as consistent as a layup, right? Like, LeBron, and LeBron can also play make, so I mean... LeBron can dominate the game in so many different ways, and we talked about this a little bit before the podcast. Like, If Curry's not hitting his shots, he's just a guy out there who can't play defense, right?
0: It's true, and he can't guard everyone on the floor like LeBron can. I don't know if he's as good uh, good of a leader as LeBron is. I mean, LeBron's the coach. LeBron's the general manager, right? Right. (laughs) I don't know if Curry is that on his team. And you wanted to try and compare uh, LeBron's final performance uh, yesterday to you know, previous ones, and you go on basketballreference.com a lot, right?
1: Yeah, of course. So, you know,
0: they have that stat stat called Game Score, which Mm -hmm. is, like, this really advanced analytic stat um, that kind of, like, tells you how good of a game you had, and they take a lot into account, like, anything you could imagine. And they still think, or according to Basketball Reference, the best um, finals performance, like, as a series, right? Mm Mm-hmm was Shaquille O'Neal in 2000, and then the second best was Shaquille O'Neal in 2002, then the third and fourth were MJ, fifth Magic Johnson, sixth Shaq, and then seventh. And the series isn't even over yet. So depending on what could happen in Game 7, he could move up. But the seventh best Finals performance of all time, according to Game Score on Basketball Reference, is LeBron James's 2016 performance. And I think the reason the 2015 one isn't ranked as high is because uh, his shooting percentage was very low.
1: Oh, yeah. But that was, that to put was it in
0: perspective, I mean, that's some great company he's with, right? Shaquille right. O'Neal, who we know is, was just an absolute monster in 2000 and 2002. Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson, and then that's it. It's like those are the guys that you can put ahead of him in the NBA Finals. And then uh, there's LeBron. No Kobe Bryant, right? <laughs> no right, Tim no Duncan as much as I love Timmy. LeBron yep. is the best player Um you know, in my generation, right, I'm 16 years old. You're a little older than me. I would say yours. I mean, you weren't really, like, uh, paying yeah, don't attention. Yeah, to... don't go aging me, asshole. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to basketball, I don't think. I can't
1: even drink yet. Okay. Don't act like I'm that much older.
0: <laughs> so so right. we're both in the same boat. LeBron is the best player we have seen play. In our, our
1: generation, life. yeah. <laughs> and you'll find out, hint, hint, you'll find out tomorrow on our podcast on Top 20 Greatest Players just how much praise we both have for him. Because I don't know your list, you don't know mine, but I assume he's quite high, judging by the way you're talking on your list.
0: Very high.
1: (laughs) Very high. Very high. Um, He almost made the cut for mine. 19. Yeah. No, anyways, I mean, LeBron is just, look, I want to get eventually back to game, but we just got to acknowledge this dude, man. He's playing. He's playing so great. Like I said, I mean, he's even a better playmaker than Curry. Curry right. talks, I mean, everybody talks about how Curry um, is a great playmaker, and he is. He's, he's very dynamic, and he, he creates uh, a lot of good looks for his teammates. But he also makes at least, you can count on probably three dumb passes a game. And usually two, if not three, of them are turnovers, right?
0: It's true. He had four turnovers last night, and that's just a part of being a point guard, right? Most point guards turn the ball over. LeBron, he'll give you one. You know, two, a bad, two is a bad night for him, but he'll never get to that four or five mark with Curry.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the, those turnovers, whether those turnovers are rigged or not, <laughs> like, man, can we, can we talk about that yes, for a minute? Yes, yes, so,
0: please, please. I, you can start, because I okay, got a lot so, to say, as you know.
1: Yeah, so Steph Curry's wife uh, <laughs> tweeted out eventually, or she tweeted out after the game that the game is rigged, and she's like, sorry, I saw it live. She immediately deleted the tweet, I think, like 10 minutes after or something no, like no,
0: that. No, 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 it wasn't immediate. That's the, oh, it wasn't? <laughs> it was, like, hours after, I'm pretty oh, sure. Really? That's what I was listening to some uh, ESPN radio today, and they were saying, that tweet was up there for, like, uh, a few hours, like, at least until she got home from the game, because she was at the game, I believe, and, which is even crazier, because you would think, all right, you know, heat of the moment, you sent the tweet out, you delete it right away, but from what I'm hearing, uh, it, it was up there for a while.
1: Yeah, I mean, who who cares how long it was up there? The tweet was bad. I actually hold up. I think I screenshotted it. I mean, I don't I can know. Get
0: it up if you want.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and get it yeah, up and you, read you keep it. Keep It's, talking, it's hilarious. Man. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was really bad, and you know, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy around it now because you know, I mean, conspiracy fans are going to run with it. I'm sure all of Dub Nation right now is running wild with that tweet. And, but I mean, no, you got it yet?
0: Um, looking because she, you know what? Now her new tweet is responding to Stephen A. Smith, so I got to scroll through all those tweets to me. (laughs) Oh Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: another big thing that's come up is like the whole now. Now it's turned into like um, she shouldn't be speaking, and it's like you know, it's like it's freedom of speech. It's ridiculous. I mean, she could say what she says as long as you know it's whether it's dumb or not is a whole different is a whole different story. So. It it was really uh, it was really bad. I believe Curry was asked about it. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Curry was asked about it. I, I assume he was. I didn't catch a response. But um, he also let's talk about the play that got Aisha Curry to talk about, uh, to tweet that the play was Curry fouls LeBron. Um, he didn't follow him, but uh, he was called for a foul. It was his sixth foul. About three to maybe four of the, his fouls that game were bogus. Uh, you know, and they were just bad calls, but. Uh, the play was Curry went for the ball, and he he didn't even hit LeBron. Like LeBron actually uh, avoided him, but it looked like from the angle that Curry actually bumped into LeBron, and so it was just called a loose ball foul. They were just both going for the loose ball. I think that's a clear no call. I mean LeBron grabbed it. The ball wasn't even jarred from his hands or anything. So. It wasn't. It was a very, it was a very bad call and a very unfortunate call because the Warriors were still within mm-hmm. striking distance. I don't think they were going to win, but they were within striking distance, and I just think, I just think like, look, everyone that to talks about the game is rigged. I mean, they're idiots.
0: Well, you, I got the tweet up.
1: Okay, right? go ahead and read it, and then I'll get back to uh, my
0: quote. I've lost all respect. Sorry, this is absolutely rigged. For money, dot, dot, dot. Or ratings. I'm not sure which. I won't be silent. Just saw it live. Sorry. So to be fair, she apologized twice in the tweet. <laughs> but, no, this is, this is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, I think it's, it was beyond inappropriate for her to do this. Uh, this is a league that, like we were talking off air about, that gave her and her family uh, relevancy. Gave her a life, right? Like, she wouldn't right. be anywhere right now. No, She wouldn't have 500,000 Twitter followers if the NBA was um, theatrics, if it was the WWE that I love so much, but it's not because it's yeah. a real sport.
1: Or Man. if it is, she <laughs> owes them everything because right. <laughs> they treated her well, right?
0: It's, yeah, too well, honestly. The Curry family, like, I mean, all we've been he- hearing about for months is that they are the dream family, right? They just got – they're all perfect. It's yeah, just like a bunch they're all perfect. Loving- yeah, and I. Hate I think it.
1: they even got their own offer for a reality show. Whether they have it or not, oh, I don't know.
0: It's but But
1: yeah, like it. It doesn't. It's, it's it's ridiculous.
0: It 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 is. And you know, you know, you know, I don't like Steph Curry. You know that I respect him, but you know I don't like him. Like you know, like <laughs> how, there are guys in this league that I'm sure you don't like, but you know, yeah. I've never liked Steph Curry. I just uh, I think that the world overrates him a lot, and that that's kind of what fueled my hatred. Like I didn't really yeah. start hating this guy till last year. Because, you know, before that, he was just a point guard. He was was just just a point guard
1: who was kind of fun. And, you know, he wasn't really heard about much. I mean, honestly.
0: And then it was just a complete 180, right? And, like, now he's, you know, being compared to Michael. Like, Michael Jordan. (laughs) Now he's
1: on ESPN's list. He's, like, the 22nd greatest player of all time after a season and a half of, like, it was because it was written in January. So after, like, a season and a half of relevancy, he's, you know, the twenty. Second, twenty-third greatest player ever. Like that's ridiculous. Come on.
0: It's just a matter, like, of self-awareness with Ayesha. Like she does. She like I don't think she's aware of what's going on or her surroundings. She's in the arena during Game Six, I believe. That call happened. Oh, she is because she said just saw it live. So she was in the arena. That call happened. That play happens, and then she just takes out her phone and types. Like that's just. That's childish behavior. Like, that's what 12-year-olds do. That's what middle schoolers do.
1: I'm sure that tweet was literally sent at least a million times, like, throughout different Warriors fans. Like, that's just something a a typical, you know, like, casual bandwagon, not bandwagon, but just, like, diehard fans says, right? Like, I'm sure there was millions of those tweets. The problem is she's the wife of the best player on that team, right?
0: And I I don't respect what Stephen A. Smith said today because he went a little too far. I, it,
1: I didn't hear what he said. It is
0: well. He, we can look it up. You can look it up on your own. I'll sum it up. But he he compared Ayesha to Savannah, LeBron James' wife, and said Savannah, you know, never says anything. She doesn't want to be the center of attention. She just lets it go, even though you know her husband is you know the most bullied NBA superstar of all time. Really is. Really. And. Then he went on, this is where it went too far, saying that she's, like, more beautiful and that every black man would tell you that. I mean, just another outrageous Stephen A. Smith comment that, in my eyes, I know we're getting a bit off topic, but you know what? Screw it. This is what podcasts are all about. Right. In my eyes, you know, this guy, this is, like, the eighth time he has said something, Stephen A. Smith, that deserves firing. I mean, seriously. (laughs) I mean, this guy, I think there's a a video on YouTube, like a compilation of all the racist comments he's made. Like, he thinks just because he's black, he can get away with saying all these incredibly racist comments. And our guy, one of our favorites, as we mentioned before, Colin Coward, fired right away when he says anything even borderline racist. You know, what yeah. Coward said about the Dominican Republic was racist. And if he deserved to be fired for that, Stephen A. Smith should have been fired years ago. And oh, he's not going to even get a punishment for what he said today, which was, again, wildly inappropriate. And it just makes you question some of these companies like ESPN's. Um, uh, motivations for things, what they're really all about, and you know, it, it happens with everything. When you get too big, uh, you know, you start trying to save your face. And yeah,
1: you start I, trying to be too politically correct instead of letting things be organic. Well, if, if we're talking natural.
0: politically correct, I don't know if Stephen A. Smith, what Stephen A. Smith said is anything close to politically correct. What, what's right. going on with that is just hard to explain because we don't have any information. We don't really know. Uh, it's it's interesting, and we could talk about it. But at the end of the day, we don't know what's going on behind the doors. Uh, but we saw what happened on live television on first take today with Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. And from what I saw, that if he doesn't get a fine for that, then I, that's a that's a big problem.
1: I mean, look. <laughs> I
0: mean, to put it right, and I don't want to sugarcoat it. That's a big problem.
1: No, yeah, I agree with you. Let's let's put a bow on this by saying by saying you talked about how many times he could got fired. Let's try and remember. So there was the Kevin Durant thing. He probably should have got fired for. Oh yeah, because it was basically false reporting. It, like, and he was called out for false reporting. Then there was the whole woman thing with Michelle Beatles. And then how many times should he have gotten fired for his views on Chip Kelly? Well, like
0: Yeah, right. That's, that's where the race factor comes. Right. Uh, how about what he says about my boy Ben Simmons all the time? He says, oh, you know, oh Simmons, uh, he doesn't have the intensity uh, that LeBron has. He grew up in the inner city because he grew up in Australia. And he just goes on and on about how because Ben Simmons grew up in Australia, he can't be tough. I mean, these are these are just this is this is stuff that our, you know, Republican <laughs> nominee Donald Trump these are types of comments he makes and gets <laughs> mauled for it on a daily basis and Stephen A makes it, eh. No one cares. It's it's yeah. getting to a point where it's really irritating and that's why we're talking about it right now.
1: Yeah, I know. I mean I haven't watched first take in easily over two years, so I'm 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 good, I'm out of the loop and I'm completely happy I'm out of the loop, to be <laughs> honest. So I actually didn't I didn't hear I heard something I seen a tweet or something about it um not one of their tweets but you know just some like some public news publication tweeting about it so I didn't I didn't check it out no I'll, I'll probably check it out after the podcast but anyways let's let's get back to basketball so Curry was ejected for that foul and that you know started that whole tweet tweet rampage by Aisha Curry and it was I mean, Curry, Curry was playing great. He, he, I think he was the only good warrior that was, that was playing, like, right? He was the only good warrior last well, night. Well,
0: in that game, right? You're giving him one yeah. night. I mean, let's not forget about all the games he forgot to show up in in the series, too.
1: Right. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'm just saying, like, I'm, I'm trying to get it back to the Game 6 okay, topic. Sorry. I mean, stop yes. throwing daggers at this man. Just let him live.
0: <laughs> he, he played all right. He played well. I mean, 30 points, 8 of 20 shooting. Not too shabby, right? Uh, I, I mean, for for the Warriors who all played terribly last night, he was probably the best. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, he played well. He shot, uh, he shot from three very very well. I think he ended up. What was it? I believe six it was 13. six of thirteen. Okay, so that's pretty good. That's near fifty percent. Um, and considering all of his threes are are pretty much dribble pull ups and everything, he he was really he had to take those shots because no one else was making anything. Barbosa gave you a great game. Um, but Barnes again, man. Let's talk about Barnes. Holy shit, what happened to this guy, right? Like he well, is
0: his max contract's gone.
1: Yeah. His max contract's gone. Maybe even his mid-level exception. I mean <laughs> I mean, I mean <laughs> seriously, it's 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 bad. I mean, did he I don't remember. Did he hit a shot in Game 5? I believe he hit two what, in, in game, the beginning. In Game and then, 5 we're talking? Yeah, Game 5. Um, I'll try and pull up the stats. Well, we know he didn't hit
0: any in Game 6. <laughs> yeah, he
1: was... He was. Um, I'm trying to pull up the stats. Oh, I'm,
0: I got it right now. He, okay, he shot go for 2 it. of 14 in Game 5.
1: Okay, so 2 of 14. Follow that
0: up with O of 8.
1: O of 8. Jesus. Jesus. I mean, come on. And these are all wide-open looks. He's suddenly... Tony Allen has suddenly just transformed into Harrison Barnes or Harrison Barnes has transformed into Tony Allen, whatever way you want to look at it. right?
0: It's true. Uh, by the way, I don't think we, we have to mention Clay Thompson in game six. He played well. 9-21. Oh, yeah, he did. I mean his three-point shooting was a bit off, but overall 9- 21, 25 points. He did have four turnovers, but for what the Warriors were wore uh, last night he was one of the better players.
1: Yeah, and most of that. Let's be clear though. Most of that came in the in the late third and fourth quarter. Um, he he wasn't, or actually, I think most of it was in the third quarter. Uh, he didn't he didn't have a particularly well first half, from what I remember. He didn't, he didn't play well. He made a lot of mistakes. Uh, Green Green didn't look that great. I mean, Igudala Igudala's injury. That's that's looking that's not looking good. I mean, it looks like. He'll probably just get uh, injections and play in Game 7.
0: Yeah, I mean, he has uh, to play, right? This is Game 7. Right. If you are, if you can walk, you're playing in this game if you're worth something to either team.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, it is Game 7, so like you said, I mean, there's no game after that. And he did play throughout the rest of the game, right? Like, he, he had to, you know, he had to go off the court. And I think he went to the locker room, I believe, twice. Um and he was constantly being worked on while he was on the bench to help loosen up that back. I don't know how it happened, but it, it happened early in the first quarter, and he just said, um, it's looking like it's back spasms. I don't know if there's official report yet, but, man, he, that's a huge blow if you could out hurt, right?
0: It is. I mean, because, right, he was the guy who stopped LeBron last year, and he stopped
1: him from averaging 50.
0: <laughs> um, but he he's a good guy. He's a good player. He on other on other teams in this league, he would probably be one of the best players on that team right that's yeah. what makes the warriors so great they have they have six or seven guys that would be the best player on the Lakers right now
1: yeah and, and he's so huge he's so huge to the death lineup and 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 only not only the death lineup but he likes to um lead the bench they like to do like mostly bench lineups with Iguodala, pretty much um so those two lineups he's he's a huge huge factor of and, man, if he can't go or if he's severely limited, then, man, I mean, what do you do? Now you have to throw maybe Draymond Green on LeBron, but then you have no rim protection because Bogut's down, too. I mean, this is this is not looking good for the Warriors, right?
0: It's not. And that's, you met, you started the podcast by saying we can throw everything else that has happened in the past few games out the window. But can we really, with how banged up the Warriors are, with Andrew Bogut being injured, with, you know, Andre Godala's injury... I don't think we can. I think we are seeing the Cavaliers expose the Warriors for what, you know, has been a lingering weakness all season long, which is they're not big. They can't protect the rim as well as some of the other teams. And the Cavs are just taking it to the Warriors' gut, right? Possession after possession in the paint. And credit Tristan Thompson. I got some numbers up right now for you, Chris.
1: Oh, God. I hate Tristan Thompson so much.
0: (laughs) But you have to admit, his performance in Game 6 Last night was incredible. I mean, defensively, I thought it was terrific. And this is a...
1: Eh, I thought Mo Williams played pretty well, good, too. Well,
0: okay, well... i anyway. <laughs> This series, anyways, here, here are the numbers that I'm looking at. We're looking at Stephen Curry's offensive efficiency when Tristan Thompson's on the floor. And frankly, Thompson's not even guarding him some of the time, but his presence just makes it so difficult for Corey to sco- uh, Curry to score, get into rhythm, et cetera. So here is uh, Curry's stats. Believe no uh, yeah, when Thompson is on the bench this series, all right. Eleven of twenty shooting, right? Fifty five percent, seven of 3 pointers. I mean that's terrific, right?
1: Yeah, that's Thompson amazing. Thompson
0: on the court. Thirty three of eighty five, that's thirty eight percent shooting.
1: Jesus.
0: Twenty one of fifty four, that's thirty eight percent three point shooting. So that's a that's a twenty percent shooting drop off. When wow. Thompson is on the court this series for the league MVP. I mean, actually, let's rephrase that. The first ever unanimous league MVP, Stephen Curry.
1: Damn Thoughts? you and your daggers. <laughs> I'm such a Curry fan, but damn you.
0: <laughs> I um, think it's so hard for you every single time. I funny.
1: know, you give me such <laughs> shit for it. I, I love Curry. Um, those of you that know that uh, know me know that, rather, that I love Curry. And I think he is, I mean, he's he's... I I don't think he deserved the unanimous like we talked about in a later or in an earlier podcast. We talked about that for a while. That was that was quite a debate. Um, but with with Thompson Thompson is huge. But my thing is is that Thompson plays really well at home, but he also plays pretty bad, if not at best, he plays decent on the road. And that's the thing with this Cavs bench and when we get to predictions like that's really if you're a warriors fan that's that's really the outlier is that is that the home team usually wins big in the playoffs like like statistically this playoffs i don't know the exact stat because but i was looking around earlier and the home team wins a lot like home court advantage i mean there's been arguments that it's been dead the last couple of years it has been so important this playoffs like it really has if you look at the numbers, I'll I'll try to look them up as we continue in the podcast. Yes,
0: in a way, but also no, in a way. I mean, just look at the two most important series in the playoffs: this one, and then the Western Conference Finals. Uh, yeah. there was you know the road team won a few of those times.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I think let's let's think about it. Uh, the road team won, I believe. What was it? Four out of seven games, right?
0: What in, I mean, that, in that in the OKC th- uh, series?
1: Uh, yeah, no, no. It was it was only two well, out of seven, right? Because it was yeah, because, because you had
0: OKC winning game one, and then yeah. you had Golden State winning game six. But you know that's still huge. That's not two out yeah. of seven. That's two out of uh... Well, yeah seven. There yeah, seven well, games. yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah, I was.
1: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, at least Curry can do math. Oh, okay, yeah,
0: Whatever.
1: All right. Um. Anyways, yeah. Let's let's get back to the game. So. So Curry played played well. The rest of the team didn't. And I was talking about the bench, but the role players. And I gotta find I gotta find the road splits for these guys uh, on the on the team because these Cleveland role players look. And even you, who who is a Cavaliers fan, must admit Pistons whereas, fan first. Pistons fan first, but rooting for Cleveland hard in this series.
0: Yeah, I am.
1: I'll admit it. Um, just like I'm rooting for the Warriors hard. So we both got our we both got our biases. But even you can admit isn't it night and day for these role players for uh, for Cleveland on the road? It like, is, aren't-
0: and I'm going to use not the same line I used a week, a week or two ago on the podcast, but a similar one, because I don't remember what it was word for word. But they're role players for a reason. They're not good consistently. If they were right. good consistently, they'd be starters. They'd be key players. And that's that with role players. That's how I sum it up. It's the truth. You can't expect them to be there consistently, they're always the X factor. Will J.R. Smith be there? Will he just you know, be non-existent again? I, I don't know. Because J.R. Smith is not a premier NBA player. Does he have moments where he is just lights out, looks like the best player on the floor? Absolutely. But in the same breath, he has moments. Even the, you know, the game following his awesome performance, he'll have a game where you could just forget him. Like you didn't even know he was on the court and he played 30 minutes. And that's yeah. why he's a role player.
1: Exactly. I mean, look. That's that's the thing. Like Thompson is so huge to them. He's so vital. I do think he is the one role, quote unquote role player that really does um, play. He plays very very good at home. He plays amazing at home. He plays like he plays like a max contract level player at home. Well, which but he then, has, right? He has. They, max I know contract. he has. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it like a near max? It is. much. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. So um, it's not
0: as high as that nineteen million Kevin Love deal, but.
1: Yeah, but it's it's close. I think he's making what like 13, 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, it sounds about right. Um but on the road, he's he's okay. He's usually not bad. I mean, sometimes he's bad. I believe he was bad in it was either game 1 or 2, one of those two. And so I I think that Richard Jefferson and J.R. Smith been terrible on the road in Cleveland or I mean, I'm sorry, in Golden State. Um I mean, even even Kyrie, despite uh, despite Game 5, he's been bad in, in in Golden State. So, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I know LeBron's going to bring it Game 7, right? Like LeBron is absolutely going to bring it, and he's going to be fearless. He's probably going to put up numbers we haven't even seen before. And then there's going to be – the question is going to be the role player. Look, Kyrie, let's mention this too. Kyrie got hurt too. I don't know how hurt, but he got hurt. He was limping for a minute, remember?
0: For a minute, I don't think yeah. it's that
1: bad. I don't, I don't think it is either. But it's worth at least pointing out in case, in case you You're know, right. we, see, we see something bad. Because look, what's not wouldn't like wouldn't,
0: uh, wouldn't be the first time Matthew Della Vadova won Cleveland to road game in Golden State though.
1: Oh my God, I hate that guy. I hate him so much. Uh, Matthew Delavadova is so annoying. That's why he doesn't even play anymore. Mo Williams played last night over him in the rotation. I, I don't
0: know what's going on with that. Yeah, I mean, here's a guy who was. He looked great in last year's finals. He got his own shoe deal. I think the Delhi ones are coming out soon. Like no joke in Australia. No joke, yeah.
1: Is. Yeah, it's it's 100% true. I I remember quoting that tweet and being like, "Oh god.
0: And where is he now?" I, know, I remember he's not even playing. Months ago, we were like, "Wow, maybe the Pistons sign him this offseason for a good backup." Do I even want this guy? I I mean, he, nope. he kind of seems like a big ego in the personnel, you know, with in the locker room, and I don't want that. So I hey. don't know. It's very hey, interesting you, to watch these guys crumble.
1: You remember what I said when we were talking about that with about Matthew Delvadova maybe joining the Pistons? Well, you hate him,
0: so obviously yeah. you were upset. But...
1: You know what I said? No, I said that LeBron James Hall of Fame ballot. When you put on when you put on his resume, his Hall of Fame resume, you you don't have to put points per game. You don't have to put rebounds. You don't have to put any accomplishments. Put. I got Matthew Delvadova a shoe deal.
0: He did? And <laughs> I,
1: And that's it. Matthew Delvadova before LeBron wasn't even in 2K. Like he was he didn't even exist. And now he's got a shoe deal and you know he's making millions. And Thanks to LeBron.
0: And we'll get we'll get to more about ranking LeBron and, uh, and he's tomorrow. the Curry
1: stopper too apparently.
0: But let's just take a moment Chris to realize how valuable he is to his to his team. I mean when he's not on the floor, it's a disaster.
1: Do you have his splits, LeBron splits, for when he's off the floor? I don't,
0: but he, he was bar- he's barely He's been barely off the floor this series. So it's That's not true. Even more... He played forty-four minutes yeah, both I games. I mean, you're looking at four minutes of like you know, at the right time too, right? Probably like the end of the second quarter, you know, stuff like that.
1: Uh, it was, I know it was it was the beginning, no, it wasn't the beginning of fourth because the beginning of the fourth they actually had to play him because Golden State cut the lead yeah, at, cut when, like when nine, they man. took him out, remember? They, so he had to play the entire fourth. I remember that now. Uh, so, so I, yeah, I mean, this this is this is going to be a very interesting game seven. Very, very interesting. Do you think it's going to be... Great, because because I mean, look, every game's been decided by ten or more points, so they really haven't been too compelling. Like if these were just if the, if this was just a first round game, nobody would probably care. Like in, if Steph Curry and LeBron were average players, like you take that their hype out of the vacuum and the finals hype out of the vacuum, this isn't a good series, right? Well, I well, feel like that, any
0: series that goes seven is a good series. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, I should All rephrase right. that. But I, I not, know what you're trying to say, like, yeah,
0: are you are asking me if this is going to be a double digit? game and i just don't think so and I, don't I, I don't it's hard to explain why i hate being that guy who's just like ah, i feel this way uh, yeah blah 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 but you know his, i don't
1: i don't think cleveland's gonna come in and like win by 10 plus like that's not right. gonna happen there's a, i, I think don't there's
0: a scenario where i think i really do think there's a scenario and i love to do this where like if the game's played 10 times like this exact game oh with yeah these circumstances how many times does each team win i love and, like that. i feel like one of those scenarios is cleveland Blowing them out to the sense where it's like you think it's over, like they maybe get up twenty something, and then Golden State makes like this, you know, incredible run, but they come up just short.
1: Mm-hmm. I, don't I feel know like that's done, that, like, that's a possibility. The
0: so then, like, I don't really know if you classify that as a blowout. Um, I don't think there's a scenario where Cleveland just you know wins the game by twenty. Yeah, there's, I don't, like the I Warriors don't think are gonna nice. just start hitting these crazy threes because it's in their DNA, and then cut the game back to single digits. But, you know what, let's talk about that, Chris. I know you're the host, but, you know what, if you want, I think this is cool. If the game, if this exact game is played ten times, how many times uh, do the Cavs win?
1: How many times do the Cavs win? Damn. Um, I'm going (laughs) to go 4.5. 4.5. 4.5.
0: Well, uh, you know what, I'll take that. Which, which I think, what I'm trying to get at is, I'm trying to make you realize, like, this is probably going to be a close game, because if... If you're telling me that each team would win probably five games in a ten game series, yeah. Like how is this not a close game?
1: No, I know. I'm I'm with you one hundred percent on it being a close game. I just wanted to kind of throw that out there, that yeah. stat, because I found it interesting. Like, you know, everyone's talking about this finals and everybody's watching every games and every game and like I know the ratings are high. They're very high for this finals, but I mean, we've had two thirty point blowouts and we've had and then we've had uh Another interesting stat I heard when I was listening to the drop. I know you love those guys too, the Starters. Uh-huh. And so they they were pointing out on the Starters' their podcast, the Drop, which is a weekly drop every Friday, a weekly podcast rather. And they said that each team has scored exactly 610 points, so the margin is completely even, despite every game being by <laughs> plus 10 points. Isn't that wild?
0: It's wild. Like, it's like like it's this has really,
1: been a roller coaster. It's
0: it's so it's so crazy. And we were talking about this off the air, right? That. Like, nothing makes sense in the NBA right now. Nothing makes – like, we knew these two teams would get here. So, like, that makes sense that these two teams are playing each other. But for a while, it didn't make sense that the Cavs and Raptors were tied at two. It didn't make sense that the OKC Thunder were up 3-1. And, frankly, I don't think it makes much sense that this is going to a game seven. After what we saw in the regular season, after what we saw in the first two games, I don't really know how you explain it. That's I what do this either. league so great because it's real, not fake, Aisha.
1: <laughs> it's not rigged.
0: And it's it's that's a, I mean it's a, it's a fun stat. I don't think it's worth yeah. anything, but it's fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean credit to the refs like if they're really rigging this, they are rigging this perfectly. Well, I Every, think there the is point, some the point differential is the exact same.
0: There is some truth to I think like referees calling games within the context of what's going on. Yes, like 100%. I do think Cleveland gets calls in the game six, and I, I like I think Cleveland got more of the fifty fifty calls last night, and I unfortunately yeah. think Golden State will get the fifty fifty calls Sunday night because mm-hmm. that's that, just uh, how it works.
1: That's just how it works. Like the home team usually gets a call, and like LeBron and Curry, and like look, the the refs know they did a bad job. I don't know who's. I don't know if there's a there's a list right now. I don't know if you can find this out right now. Who the refs are scheduled for game seven, but I imagine it's some of the same, if not the entire same crew and with that being said like uh, Curry, a lot of these follows were were dumb like like Curry put himself in bad situations right, like he chose to be aggressive, he chose to go reach for for loose balls and reach for uh, reach on Kyrie when he was dribbling, even though yeah, it was he clean. was
0: reaching like you were saying there was no chance that they call that the one he, got, he gets fouled out in that, you know, reach on LeBron. But you know what? That's a reach, okay? Like, in third grade when you're learning how to play basketball, they tell you what Curry did was a reach, and the referee calls it. So I think there is, there is a point that needs to be made that this wasn't just an absurd call. Like, like, he reached in. Now, maybe most of the time in the NBA, because both players were kind of, you know, rubbing, rubbing arms, they don't call it, but he reached
1: <laughs> yeah, he reached and like, look, and the whole thing on Kyrie, like everyone pointed out that one. Oh, that rip was clean. Yeah, but did you see the three seconds before when he slapped Kyrie twice? Like, true, yeah. like he followed him twice before. And so the ref was like, OK, I'm anticipating another And the refs, And look, these refs are human and the game is not rigged. These refs are human. Sometimes they're in bad angles. Sometimes and they're constantly being manipulated by players and coach like all the time. Like they're constantly being jawed at. So you don't think that they have personal vendettas like against Draymond Green and, you know, against other players? Like all this stuff matters. Like how you treat officials really matters mm-hmm. in terms of calls, right?
0: No, it, it does. It's hard to argue that. It does. And I think if uh if the Warriors were down three to one, you know, reverse the roles, mm-hmm. I don't think Draymond Green gets suspended.
1: Oh, I don't either. So 100%. like that's
0: it's not rigged in the sense that it's like pre scripted, but they 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 officiate within the context of what's going on at the time, right? And like I don't think there's anything wrong with that.
1: Yeah, they're not going to suspend. <laughs>
0: they're
1: yeah, not they're not going to. Sus- yeah, they're not suspending Curry. Let's stop all that fear and talk like they're they're not doing that.
0: The Super Bowl this year, right? You you had Cam Newton who was the league MVP. It's kind of like Steph actually, right? Kind of mm-hmm. on the rise.
1: Yeah, uh, the glory child out there, right?
0: Rising. Came kind of came out of nowhere. I think Cam people expected because he was great in college and stuff, and he was you know I think the number one pick or something. So a yeah. little different, but uh, they celebrate a lot. They're both really cocky, you know. Half the, mm. a lot of I would say half the country hates Cam, half the country hates Curry. And let's say in the NFC Championship game, Cam gets really frustrated, and he threw a piece of his equipment in the cr- in the crowd, or yeah. he, you know what? Like he did some he did something like that. Yeah. Or and he starts mouthing off to an official, he gets ejected. Like mm-hmm. there's no way and then, and then, there's then no way the that's Panthers happened. win that game and then they go to the Super Bowl. There's no way Cam Newton doesn't play in the Super Bowl.
1: Right. And I mean, this is the it, Super
0: Bowl for the NBA right now. Game seven on a Sunday night. That's the Super Bowl.
1: It is. It's 100 percent the Super Bowl. It's the, it's the biggest game of the year. Like you can't have a bigger game. It's probably the biggest game for the NBA in the last like decade or so, really. Well, we were saying
0: the Game Seven of 2014 might be bigger, but then again, it might not. I, I don't think, think the so because
1: I don't think there was the level of there was LeBron obviously, and maybe LeBron was a bit bigger because it was he was chasing that first ring. So there was no, no, all, it was the second because that was or, the, oh, he, he oh, already yeah,
0: beat yeah. OKC. So that was that was the second one, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, still,
1: so there's that, that hype of, of the Heat dynasty, but there wasn't like the Spurs are the Spurs man, like they're quiet. They're you know they're, nobody
0: watches the Spurs, like the ratings nope. back that up.
1: <laughs> I know, and then I mean, despite how much you and I love the Spurs and we talk about them at nauseum, because uh, somebody's got to. They're what they're doing is great, but they, the point my point is is that the Spurs didn't have Curry in this golden season. Like the Warriors have seventy three and nine. And I mean they have all this this hype and hoopla around them and you know then there's LeBron on the other side in Cleveland trying to get their first franchise title in fifty something years, right? Like yep. like this is this is big. This is this might be the biggest game of our lives like we've ever seen as NBA fans. Like in our in our actual You're probably time right. I mean existence. just you look
0: at the both, both sides have so much to lose, right? If Golden State oh, yeah. loses this game, I said this to you earlier: biggest choke job in sports history. Considering they go seventy-three and nine in the regular season, and they had a three-one lead in the NBA Finals. I don't Two know things you- that have never happened before, right? A team that wins seventy-plus games, losing in the NBA Finals, and a team that's up three-one in the finals, losing the finals. So they would be losing. You know, they'd be the first. For both of those, which yeah,
1: but I mean, look, if, if the Warriors lose, and look, I don't want to like, I don't want to sound this as a cop out because you know I've been riding with the Warriors all season. I want you to try to tell me but, why it's
0: not a big, the biggest choke job of all time. But I
1: think you have to really take like injuries and stuff into context. Like I really think, let's
0: look at who's injured. It'd be one thing if if the MVP was injured or even Clay Thompson or Draymond Green. But you know what? I don't, want, I don't want that excuse. Okay, they got their, they got their guys there. Their they finals the really MVP bests. is
1: injured. That's not, well, is that not huge? I,
0: he's going to play. So it's not like he didn't play. He's, like, maybe yeah, you have that true. if he doesn't play, but he's going to play. They're going to yeah. give him all the meds in the world. He's going to play.
1: And look, I'm not even gonna make the case for Draymond because that was his consequent that was a consequence for his action. So like he brought that on.
0: That helped that that's even more of a reason that they choked. Like that that's what a choke artist does. they 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 make stupid decisions in the moment that cost them something really big, right? Like ultimate like his stupidity might cost them the championship.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't think I think one, it's too like I just don't think that I don't think it's the biggest choke job if they lose. Uh, And part of that is because look, everybody loves the Warriors. Like they, they still there's a lot of people that still love the Warriors. So I feel like yeah, Cavs fans are gonna talk are gonna talk and everything, and LeBron fans are gonna talk. But like at the end of the day, I don't think like from a nation perspective, like the Warriors are so untouchable that like I think even if they lose, their image is still okay. Right? Do I you? disagree. Yeah, I know you. I know I, you. I
0: really do. Because I think the argument's already over that they're not the best team of all time. I mean...
1: I'm with you on that. Because
0: the, that Bulls team that won 72-10, and 10, they weren't even threatened in the playoffs. They weren't. They, they were up 3-0 in the finals, and then they lost two, but then they won it in six. That's a lot different than what's going on now. Yeah. Um, if I mean, the Warriors would have won this thing in six, they would have came into Cleveland last night won that game. You, I, th- I think you have a case. Like I think you still have a case. It's not. That's not the best case in the world. Yeah. But you have but some think, sort of case that they could be the best team of all time. And I think not, even not in that
1: case, I think even in that case, they would have had to have routed them too. Like, right. Like they would have had to have because look, there's there's the whole thing of you went down three to one. You went down three one in the last series. So like, and the Bulls never did that.
0: Oh no! Not no no. So not like, at all. I mean, like, there's. If they if they already have eight losses, right, in the, in the postseason, the Warriors. Yes, yeah,
1: if they have, if they have one more. So if they exact. lose
0: tomorrow. Wow, that's that's as many losses in the regular season as in the postseason. That's the that I think is a point that goes to my side. Like that's just choking. Like you have you played an eighty-two game season and you lost nine games, and then you play a condensed season with I'm not gonna count. It's like, you know, twenty something games, and you lose the same amount of games when the pressure's on you. You, you know, you're just significantly worse than what happened in the, you know, when the pressure was kind of off you in the regular season. That's choking to me, so. Yeah,
1: I mean, and look, either way, like, okay, last year there was the whole thing, like, the Warriors won because everybody else was injured. Look, I I don't know, like, if the Warriors win, don't you think there's still going to be a lot of, a lot of uncertainty about their win?
0: If they win, I don't think there's going to, I think there's, like I said, relating it back to, like, greatest team of all time, like, that's over. I think people will appreciate it. I think they I will. Think so, I think they're gonna. I think you're gonna look at it. You're gonna say they went 73 and nine in the regular season, and it wasn't pretty, but they won the championship. But
1: they got it done, yeah.
0: And then yeah. looking ahead, I think you can be a little bit concerned if you're the Warriors, you know, or, or you're the fans of the Warriors, and you want a dynasty. I yeah. mean, if Kevin that's... Durant stays in OKC, you have a team that's going to be right there year after year. San Antonio, I think, is only going to get better. I think more and more players are going to come there. Uh, the Clippers, don't forget about them. If they stay intact, they were injured this season. Portland's mm-hmm. getting older. Or, I mean, they're young and the, they're only getting they're, better, yeah. right? So they're just right. getting... That's a, You know, there are a lot of teams just in the West that yeah. have the ability to beat them in a seven-game series, I think, moving forward, let no. alone Cleveland. I don't know what they're... I I mean, even if they don't reconstruct their roster, they're going to probably be there again, and they just took them to seven. There's just... I don't know. I think it'll still be appreciated in the moment, but then... You'll see the odds for next season in Vegas, and I don't know if they'll be the favorite.
1: I know. I, I, think, I think Cleveland will probably be the favorite to re, uh, to win.
0: Uh, like again. I think once we find out Durant is staying in OKC, then they're going to be the favorite. Mm.
1: Yeah, that's I don't know. Opinion. But, I mean, either way, look, this is a podcast. This is for another podcast. This is an idea I pitched earlier to you um, in private about, about dynasties and stuff, and I think that that's one. I think that that's when we can definitely get into some Warriors Dynasty talk. Well, because it's I, not a dynasty. I really, I really want to talk to you about that. I think that one's going to be a really fun podcast, and that will. Uh, any last thoughts, actually, before we wrap this up?
0: Yeah, I actually want to say one more thing. I've been holding it back this whole okay. podcast because I, uh, I, I was waiting for the right time.
1: He's going to unleash.
0: <laughs> yes, I am. Can we please talk about? how nobody, i mean nobody acknowledging the fact that clay thompson walked off the court before the game is over and if lebron did that all you'd be hearing for you know the next 48 hours is how much of a baby lebron is and he's a sore loser and blah 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 but you know good old clay gets away with it or even the fact that stephen curry threw a mouth guard in the crowd and only received this much heat like he should be receiving way more heat because it, let's look if lebron did that LeBron would be he's already the devil in some people's eyes he'd be even worse it is this double standard is ridiculous if the Warriors do something eh, it's fine they're golden State they're the they're the golden boys you know double entendre for the win but they it just irritates me as you know as a LeBron fan that people yeah. constantly you know pick apart his personality and over exaggerate his Challenge behaviors. When you have a warrior last night in Clay Thompson, who did what? You know, many would say the single most disrespectful thing you can do in modern sports, and that's leave a game early. He's not the first person to do it, but he's the first person to do it and receive no heat for it, and and it, and it pisses me off. And I think I have the right to be ticked off.
1: No, I'm I'm with you on that. I actually didn't catch that. Um, I actually didn't catch him leaving. Did was he even asked about it? Do you know if he was even asked? I'm about not it?
0: sure, but I know he left. And I, I saw it, and then I it was confirmed on ESPN Radio today here in Chicago, Illinois, where I'm from. And they were talking about it, and one guy was kind of on my side. He's like, Yeah, you know what? You know that's you know ridiculous. He he should, people should be you know pointing this out. And The other guy was like, You know what? Heat of the moment, and you know, just totally defended him. Here, <laughs> yeah. if you type in Clay on Twitter, right, the second thing that comes up is Clay Thompson leaves court, and I'm going to pull that up right now. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it happened my eyes weren't lying there's a there's a video that I'll send you it on fanside.com that um i believe but anyways yeah it happened it i'm mad about it cuz if my boy lebron did that you wouldn't hear the end of it and uh chris what do you think about that
1: man i mean that that's bad yeah I, i'm with you and look that that's as a fan of the bad boys too like the bad boys <laughs> did that the bad boys did and they the received entire a ton team of did shit. that yeah, and they're still getting grilled for it. They got grilled in their own documentary for it. Like, it's it's bad. Klay um, Thompson definitely deserves flack for that. I wasn't even aware of that. I, I kind of stayed off Twitter today. I wasn't too active on Twitter, so I didn't catch that. Uh, I caught the Aisha Curry and Stephen A thing, but I didn't catch that. That's interesting. A lot of heat going into going into Game 7. So it sounds like it's time for predictions before we get out of here, Noah. You ready to make a prediction?
0: Yeah. You know what I'm doing.
1: Warriors is by 25.
0: <laughs> At this point, like you said, it's so hard to predict. Like my brain still tells me like I should be taking Golden State, right? They're home. It's a game 7 in the NBA Finals. I don't know the number in front of me, but how often does the road team win a game 7 in the NBA Finals? <laughs> it hasn't Not, been
1: it hasn't been done since 1978, I believe.
0: Exactly. But LeBron James doesn't care about home and the road games. as The numbers back it up. He wins on the road in the playoffs. And like you said, the Cavs just look superior. They look like they're exposing Golden State right now for their weaknesses. They look like they have figured out all their kinks out that they had in the first two games. They've straightened everything out. That's why I'm riding with Cleveland. And wow. I think we're going to be seeing probably the most surprising outcome to an NBA Finals in the history of the league. I'm going Cavaliers 108, Golden State 103.
1: Uh, that's so funny because that's what I thought you were going to pick. Like, I, I really thought when you were like 108, I'm like, it's a five-point spread. I know that's what you're picking.
0: Well, it's five points for Golden State. The spread. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great game.
1: Who wins MVP then?
0: Oh, it's LeBron. It's like there's no doubt it's LeBron, dude. It's Not Thompson. (laughs) No, not actually. Um, they're gonna give it to um, they're gonna give it to Iguodala again because he he was just so he's the reason they lost Game Seven. He would be the because he wasn't full strength. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oh my God. I have a great stat. Hold on about why LeBron deserves this. Here it is. LeBron could put up zero points, zero rebounds, and zero assists in Game Seven and still end the series averaging 25.9 points per game, 9.7 rebounds, and 7.3 assists. That is why he's the MVP, Chris.
1: Yeah. I'm, I mean, look, and there's all that talk of, like, should losers deserve MVPs, but I think that's a, that's a podcast for, that's so another podcast, right? So think the Warriors
0: right? win, he could still get the MVP? I mean, if it didn't happen last year, I don't think it happens this year.
1: I don't think it happens this year, but I think if, if it's ever going to happen, this is the context that happens. Right? Because, I mean, there's really no there's really no clear-cut winner. Like, like, no, I think
0: they're going to, like, I feel like if the Warriors win, it's going to, Curry's going to have a great game and they're giving it to Curry. Yeah. You know? The interesting thing would be if Curry has a bad night and they still figure out a way to win, much like they did in Game 1 and Game 2, then who wins? Right? And that's that's what we'll have to see.
1: If Yeah, if, I mean, if Curry has a bad game, I mean, who's it go to? It goes to most spades, right? <laughs> All right. My prediction, oh, God. Um, well, it's going to be Warriors, and I think it's going to be by nine. But that's from f- like free throws and stuff, you know, like intentional follows and all that stuff. So I really think it's going to be a close game, like all the way through. I really think it's going to be like back and forth, back and forth. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any, you know, huge leads at any point. Like I really think the biggest lead you'll see is maybe eleven for maybe Golden State, and then Cleveland comes running back, and it's just going to be one of those games. Um, because it's something we've seen throughout the entire series, right? Is that for most for, for the most part, one the team that starts well is in control like the entire game, and then like they that's win, how right? they, end up, yeah. they
0: end up winning too. That's like no
1: matter how many times the other team comes back, it's it, it keeps like the lead usually stays predominantly with one team. So I think that's kind of how this game is going to go. But I think there will be a little bit more back and forth. Um, so I'm predicting I'm predicting big. I'm predicting Warriors uh, 112, Cavs, uh, Cavs 103. And I'm predicting Curry with 44. I think he's going to go off. I think everybody set him off, and I think he's going to gun and gun. And he's, he's probably going to have like probably 25, 30 shots easy. I think he's going to go off. I think Clay's going to go off, and I think that there's going to be one or two role players that that just happen to have a good game. Probably Livingston. He seems to play well at home. Draymond will have Draymond will play well, and I think that it'll be like it'll be like four. It'll be five or six guys that play really well, but it'll be spearheaded by Curry and Clay, which is you know I mean pretty basic. But yeah, Curry's going to get 44, and I think right. he's going to win MVP, and the Warriors win. And my season is complete, and I get to rub it in your face.
0: Well, you know, I was just thinking about it as you were saying. Like, <laughs> in the moment, I'd will be i be pretty upset if Golden State wins. But then I'd realize, like, as a storybook, like,
1: it can't it, get it like is that.
0: kind of a cool story. Like, it you really have this is. team that's just – let's start it from last year, right? And this is how we'll wrap it up. Okay. You have a team who comes out of nowhere. First-year head coach with a bunch of young shooters that, you know, you thought were fun – we didn't think we were capable of winning a title. They go to the playoff. They have a great regular season. They have, a, they have the one seed. People are still you know, second-guessing their legitimacy. They play all, you know, they don't play a single team at full strength. And they win the title, and everyone's still like, come on. This was a fluke. This, you know what? These guys can't play with the big dogs. So then this team comes into the next, you know, the 2015-2016 season with a major chip on their shoulder and you got to be thinking every single day even though Chris uh, Steve Kerr was was injured he was probably relaying that message like no one believes in us prove them wrong that type of thing right all offseason cuz they come out and they surprised everyone including me i didn't i did not think they were going to be have the best record in the league this year i i thought they were going to be on you know like many teams have like that finals hangover where they're just you know so bummed out because it's not as exciting as the playoffs and they just start slow and mm-hmm stupidly enough i thought houston would be like that team you know with the best record because they wanted to prove something from last year I was way <laughs> <off>. but <laughs> way let's, off. let's get back to the story they they win 73 games most in the history of the nba and now suddenly everyone is like they're invincible they're unstoppable we're gonna have to be dealing with golden state dominance forever and then then the okc thunder coming into town i'm not even gonna talk about the first two series i don't care Let's talk about the OKC Thunder, because I think that's when the narrative and the story starts getting interesting. That's like the climax, where you're like, holy shit, this team that we originally said, oh, they can't hang with the big boys, we changed our mind, and we were like, yes, they're going to beat everyone, and now they're going to lose this series to OKC, a team that we totally wrote off you know, four months ago. They come back, they being Golden State, and they win that series, and then assuming they do the same with Cleveland, I'll just speed the story up, they do that too, and now you're sitting, looking into the 2016-2017 season, with the storyline being: two teams came really close to beating them. Who's it gonna be now? Now it's time up. Now, Barnes, Harrison, Bar- you know, the roster's gonna break apart. Now it's now this is the year, like 2016-2017, to see who's gonna knock them off. And it wouldn't be terrible. Because I think what would have been terrible is if this roster stays in place for the next five years and they win eight championships in a row. That's horrible for the league. Eight championships in five years. That's pretty (laughs) impressive. They win four championships in a row, let's say. That's horrible. But two in a row, and then they get bounced in the playoffs and everyone's going to be rooting against them in in, in, in 2017. That's going to be pretty cool. So I wouldn't be too upset.
1: And that's how we'll end the podcast. We'll end the podcast with a Noah Lofman story time.
0: And you know what? You didn't even tell. We'll we'll have another pod of Cleveland wins, and I'll tell you the, the 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 ongoing story from that started in you know 1998 in Cleveland when LeBron James was like 12 years old or whatever, and <laughs> that story, which you know, is way more interesting than the Golden State story.
1: I think I'll be busy that day. <laughs> Before we get you out of here, one last tiny favor. Yeah. So I am, as I mentioned in the beginning, I'm rebranding Crispy Sports Corner. It's no longer going to be that. It's going to be something to do with NBA. You got any suggestions for me? Help me out with a name for the series. Oh,
0: oh, a name for just the NBA or for the whole pod?
1: For the podcast. Oh, for man. not for, not for for the NBA podcast, not the hip hop stuff.
0: Oh, so we're just talking NBA? Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like how cliche you want to get. Like all the NBA pods are like you know, like around the rim or like,
1: um, I was thinking, I was thinking beyond the arc. Yeah. Like
0: saying like pass dribble, shoot. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I don't know, man. I'm not good at this.
1: Okay. Well, I'll get, I'll get the advice from somebody else. I'll I'll figure out somebody else that can help me with this. And Noah, thank you again for joining me. It's been a pleasure. I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be doing a podcast. We're doing the podcast tomorrow. We're going to record the top 20 um, greatest players of all time. That will be intense. That will be quite a debate. And then I'm sure we'll be talking, you know, after after the conclusion of the finals. Well,
0: you know, considering Leon Poe is on my list, I, I think it's going to be a debate.
1: I think so. I mean, personally, I'm I would have went with Scalabrini, <laughs> but Leon Poe's is pretty good, too. So
0: Favorite, Best Celtic of all time. I, I believe that.
1: It's it, They're both up there. Heart
0: and soul of the 08 team. All right, let's, let's wrap this up. All right, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, thanks for tuning in. This is Crispy Sports Corner, which is no longer Crispy Sports Corner. I'm your host, Chris Platy, and this is the podcast, again, that is unnamed, untitled right now. And thank you, Noah Lofman, for joining me. Noah, where can they find you?
0: They can find me on Twitter, at Noah Loffman. They can find uh, the Palace of the Pistons, at Palace of Pistons. Um, I'm not going to give my address out. I don't want you literally finding me. Maybe one day. Maybe one. If you really want to approach me and you want to meet up, maybe DM me and we'll, we'll talk then. But you'll, you'll you'll be able to locate me on the sky, in the cloud, on Twitter, at Noah Lofman. Once again, Chris, thank you so much for having me.
1: No problem. And again, I won't give you my address either. My Twitter handle is ChrisPy1132. That's C-H-R-I-S-P-Y 1132. Thank you, Noah, for joining me. Take care, and I'll see you soon, brother.